0: What is going on, y'all? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is a place we can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Uh, there was a lot that I did not get into this morning. Of course, like I said, work, uh, I had to get ready for work. So uh, I do have some uh, more college basketball to go through. Uh, Just the first two games of the Elite Eight, I also have some news that I was not able to get into this morning. Um, I also wanted to get into my discussions about Derrick Jackson and also um, oh my Martin Lawrence discussion and just about black actors in general. So. Let's get into it. I got a lot to talk about, so uh, let's start off, like I said, with some college basketball uh, with the Elite Eight. Uh, tonight, we had the number 12 seed, Oregon State, take on the number 2 seed, Houston. Fortunately for the Beavers, they will lose by 6 in this one, 67-61. Was the final score for the Beavers? Uh, they were led by uh, forward Maurice Kalu. He would have 13 points and five rebounds. And guard Ethan Thompson would have 11 points, six assists, and also seven rebounds for Houston. Uh, they were led by their two guards, Marcus Sasser. He would have 20 points, two assists, and also four rebounds. And Quentin Grimes would have 18 points, four assists, and two rebounds. Uh, now, a couple takeaways from this game. Uh, now, Houston would pretty much control the boards uh, with a 41 to 29 advantage with rebounds they would also have 19 offensive rebounds and pretty much think about that as just 19 second chances to get points so again um they did their job you know and they also passed the ball pretty well with 17 assists now the beavers were outscored 17 to 34 in the first half and this is been this has been a trend that i've been seeing um maybe because i've been it's been a while um since i really just sat back and been able to just analyze some college basketball um, you know a lot of different games from beginning to end, and um, I've been seeing this pattern this year. And a lot of these these games are being decided in the first half. If you get blown out in the first half, you are not winning. <laughs> you are not winning in these games, no matter what you do in the second half. I also saw that uh, the other night with Oregon when they went up against USC, and uh, USC just happened to have a really dope ass first half. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Ducks uh, they outscored USC by at least a couple points in that second half, but. It really didn't make a difference. Same thing uh, with Oregon State. They would outscore Houston in that second half, but really it was mute. Um, but uh, as far as the Beavers, they would also give up the ball 13 times. And another big crucial factor against them was the fact that they were 11 of 20 on the free throw line. Of uh, course, you know, a free throw is, is one point. So uh, 20 attempts at the free throw line, that's 20 points. So only get 11 points out of 20 possible you know, that's not good. Imagine if they able to, were able to get 17 extra points out of that. So, again, that could have swung the game in a different direction. So, for Oregon State, they came up short in terms of the free throw line. They also came up short in the first half, and that's what you got. They came up short in the Elite Eight, and they were, you know, pretty much close to having a Well, this has been a really great one for, run for them because this is a team that I don't, I think, I'm not mistaken. Hasn't won a um, NCAA tournament game since the '80s. I'll actually, actually, if I, if they've ever won one, I think they had one appearance in the '80s. So, I mean, this has been a good run from them. So, I'm not gonna you know beat them down too much. I mean, I think they turned a lot of heads. The question is, for a team like this, um, do they repeat? Do they at least you know win the Pac-12? The, let's say, for instance, they outright win the regular season next year. This will be a big improvement for the Beavers if they are able to do that. This was a great year, but. Can it be sustained? I think that's the biggest question for Oregon State right now. Uh, we also got uh, the number three seed Arkansas taking an l to Baylor, the first seed of course. Eighty one to seventy two was the final score uh, for Arkansas. They were led by guards J D. Note and also Devonte Davis. They would both have uh, fourteen points each. Uh, for Devonte Davis, we would also have two assists and six sorry two assists and six rebounds. Uh, guard Jalen Tate would also help out the Razorbacks with 13 points, 2 assists, and 4 rebounds. For Baylor, uh, the, they were led by their guard, Maceo Teague. Pretty much all their guards were in action tonight. Maceo T. 22 points from him, 5 rebounds. Uh, Jared but- Butler excuse me, would also get 14 points, 5 assists, and 3 rebounds. And also guard Dav- uh, Davion Mitchell would get 12 points and 6 assists. Now Baylor would shoot 48% from the field, 53% from three. Defensively, they were also force nine t- nine steals and 15 turnovers. So, uh, you can't really you know say too much about that. They were firing on all cylinders. I think you know, like I said before, Arkansas would have a uh, you know as is the case with a lot of these different games, Arkansas would have a better second half. But again, that first half was abysmal. So again, it just they ended up coming up short. Uh, This is the first Final Four for Baylor since 1950. So, um, again, a lot of firsts for a lot of different teams. Uh, A lot of teams, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Baylor in the next round. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head who they'll be playing at this moment. But, you know, this has been a good run, I think, for both of these teams. Even Arkansas, again, had a tremendous run. I do not think they won the conference tournament, if I'm not mistaken. I think they were around third in the conference, in the SEC conference, when regular season was over. I don't think anybody, well, I mean, they were a 3 seed, But I, again, I mean, a team that, I mean, the thing about it for me is this is a surprising run for me because even though Arkansas had a pretty decent regular season, um, they finished with a 3 seed going into the tournament. Come on now. Well, for those of you, you know, whether or not you follow college, college basketball, you and I know that, Arkansas has never been this far any type of tournament. So just like Oregon State, this was surprising to me. I'm also a little bit surprised as Houston at Houston as well, although they they've have been in the mix, at least in the top 25 for many years now. Um, you know, they've been one of those nationally recognized recognized programs. Um, they've been I mean, they've done this type of stuff before in the 80s as well. I believe it was Clyde Drexler, uh, Ralph Sampson. So, they had that squad back in the 80s. I believe you also had uh, Akeem Olajuwon at one point in time there, too, if I'm not mistaken, going to the University of Houston. So, I mean, they've done it in the past, but just not in the recent future. So, in the recent era. So, again, two two runs. Actually, all, all four of the teams involved tonight. Uh, Really, in my opinion, they deserve some type of uh, tip of the cap. My question, though, for all these different all teams involved right now, especially, you know, the ones involved tonight, because they're not a UCLA. They're not a Michigan who has a, you know, deep following, who has a deep, you know, presence within these tournaments, who's won these tournaments multiple times. Uh, I think we also have and again, even USC is one of these teams here. My question is when, you know, when these losses do happen, you know, for the Oregon States, again, for the Baylors, um, for Houston at some point, if they do, um, they do lose in the tournament. What does next year look like? I think for Houston, it's been kind of answered. They've been ra- rather consistent. Oregon State, you can't say that. Um, they have not been on that same level consistently. Same thing with Arkansas. Arkansas could very well be, you know, in no man's land next season. I mean, this is kind of what the trend of their program is. So the question is, my for, for all these squads, is, you know, how do they sustain how do they sustain but let's move on to some news um we are actually before i get into that i did want to talk about something somber um something a little bit serious um oscar Freyer, uh he was a player um at the university of grand canyon sorry or grand canyon university um, actually a local guy from my same state my home state actually the same region uh from the east bay oakland california uh, same city that I was born in long time ago. Uh, he was a senior guard, um, at the school and, uh, he actually was recently in action. I want to say about a week or so ago, uh, with the team. Of course, they had made their first ever, if I'm not mistaken, their first or second NCAA tournament, uh, appearance. Unfortunately, uh, after the game, a couple of days after the game, uh, him and his sister, as well as another passenger, uh, tragically, um, were in an uh, accident and uh they skidded off the road and they ended up uh hitting a tree and their car was eventually covered in really covered in flames and like i said he's a native from oakland california he was a starter for grand canyon uh university and um you know he was basically known as the high flyer for his team the energy high energy he was well respected Amongst his coaching, uh, amongst the the coaching staff, amongst his alumni, also amongst the students and his teammates. Um, So, like I said, uh, you know he was a starter on the squad. His last game uh, that he played in was against Iowa. In that game, he'd have eight points, five assists. Uh, He would also have three blocks and a steal. So, uh, seemed to be he was a. Seemed to me uh, that he was a really well-rounded player. Um, And I'm pretty sure he was a really positive impact within his community as well. Just knowing the athletes and the student athletes that come out of the area of Oakland, California. I speak very highly of these, uh, of these young men. I've, I've grown up with some of them. I've, uh, especially if we're talking about East Bay in general, I went to Berkeley high. I went to, I played football with a lot of these student athletes. A lot of these guys who go on to do some of these great things. Um, at some point I want to be, you know, on another level and be like those guys that accomplished those things. So, uh, r.i.p to uh, oscar Freyer, i uh condolences to your family condolences to your teammates and to your coaches and to your uh, all the people that you impacted at your university and also in your personal home community as well all right y'all we are going to move on just one more piece of uh, news uh course at the end of the season Everybody, uh, well, not everybody, but teams—they make their changes uh, in terms of their coaches. So um, we do have a little bit of a coaching corral going on, or carousel going on. Uh, first off, in Indiana, we, they get a new head coach. Uh, they are going to be hiring Mike Woodson uh, as their as their head coach. Uh, he's currently serving as a uh, as an assistant for the New York Knicks. Knicks, excuse me. He also played for the University of Indiana between 1976 and 1980. Um, he also has 20. Like I said, he was an assistant for the Knicks, and he has 25 total years of NBA coaching experience. Um, as a, well, well, you know, he was a head coach at one point in time. Um, he started, He served as a head coach uh, for the Hawks and also the Knicks uh and as a as a head coach he does have a record of 315 and 365 he does have five playoff appearances i think the biggest thing for indiana i think is he's a fixture probably within the community i would imagine that uh he is a hometown technically a hometown kid um i think indiana's in bloomington i'm pretty sure that's not that far away from his hometown which is the state capital of course indianapolis um this is a local guy i'm pretty sure they get he gets a lot of local love for you know making this move and i think because of his experience with taking kids to the next to the next to the next level i think he you know again i'm not saying he's going to be the greatest coach in terms of x's and o's but i think he can command or kind of you know um entice some players because again he has that he he's a funnel he's i mean come on now he can definitely he definitely has those connections i'm not gonna say i don't want to use the word funnel as though that they're just going to use him to recruit kids but um i will say this he has those connections i'm pretty sure he has deep connections being a coach in and assistant for 25 years on the pro level um, no college experience as a coach but again you know that experience of being you know in the pros and again when you're getting those one and done guys those guys that want to get to the pros i you know i'm pretty certain they would want to get with a guy who you know is going uh is going um to is going to take them there so there you go um indiana they do get them a head coach and that's that's all we got for college basketball at least for tonight i will try to come back tomorrow night i'm gonna have to force myself to because again we'll be having some more Elite Eight games. Uh, that will be on so for now i will take a quick break and when i come back i will be uh i will be discussing the whole fiasco that uh your boy derrick jackson was recently involved in i'll be back all right y'all i'm back like i said i want to talk about this Derek da- Derek jackson shit right you know it's bad when you type your name when you type somebody's name in the, in the search bar and it says their name and then simp Derek jackson simp i didn't even click on it i already know okay of course we already know about your boy I, i'm pretty sure you guys know about it okay I just want to talk about you know everything that I've seen, and recently I come across something that's even crazier than what I man. Um, there's two things that that are crazy, but I'm gonna talk about the thing that I recently just recently saw. You know this motherfucker got a reaction video to the video that he made with his woman where he's confessing. Now mind you, I didn't watch the whole confession. I, matter of fact, only saw like a couple seconds of it because it's un, it's unnecessary. Um, part of me tells you guys, I wanna—I mean, I'm gonna get into you know, some in, you know, some ins and outs of really high I feel in just a second. But one thing I did want to get off my chest is, I almost want to tell you that it's fake. I almost want to tell you that it's scripted. I'm, i i want to tell you to to to, you know. Know the ledge and wise your not okay? Um, I, I really wouldn't be getting all into this either way um i I wouldn't get all into you know bashing him for you know being some type of you know for lying and do all no get me wrong i mean I'm, i'm not to say that i'm condoning it but something about this does not seem genuine from you know just and again the man had his affair again the man is you know i'm not saying that stuff is 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 fake but This whole having to put it online and this whole thing of, let me put this confession out there. And then like I said, he had a reaction video. I don't know if you guys know about that part. Uh, I don't know if you know about that, but he actually has a, you know, reaction to the confession with him and his wife. And he's going through it in third person, mind you. Shit's crazy. The man has a crazy fucking, he's, he's, is he a narcissist? Is he, is he in it for the show? I think it's for a show guys. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but it's a distraction. I mean, I'm going to tell you guys right now, don't get too caught up in this type of stuff. Um, Again, I have to talk about Lil Nas X you know, later on this week because I think y'all getting too far caught up in that too. But, you know, you got to understand these, these things are happening for a reason. These things are put out there and, you know, these people are put in these positions to kind of go through these different, you know, cycles. I don't think y'all ready to have these conversations. Y'all not ready for me to, to hit y'all with, you know, Derek Jackson is who he is. And his wife has been put out there, you know, like that to be, to be, to, you know, to do that. You know, that's how they survive. That's how they going to get their paycheck. They got to put themselves through this type of cycle in which they have to make themselves look retarded and look stupid. Just like Will Smith. You have to ask yourself this question. Why would Will Smith and Jada Pinkett go on the, the table talk or the red, whatever the red table, whatever they damn show is and go on there and and so everybody can see the whole world to talk about the open relationship that we already known about, okay? I keep trying to t- ask you guys these things. Why are we why are we doing this? Why are we taking this shit seriously for one? But the colder another cold thing is, you got this population that I, and this is so just it just speaks to how surface level we are. Some of us can be I've been there. I understand. And we're going to take this into a, you know, this. We'll, we'll take this conversation a little bit out there. We're going to touch upon a couple of things. So don't be, don't, you know, be prepared. Strap yourself in. Okay. Um, You know, I heard people, you know, talking about the way the wife looked. I can't, I don't know her name. You know, she, I don't know her personally. Um, I'm speaking about these two. I, I, you know, I feel like they're characters. I mean, if you look at the way he spells his name, it's like, you know, come on. He's a character. This is this has got to be some make believe. This got to be you know some some couple that they put together or they decided to, to come together, and this is how they was gonna do their thing. But anyway, you know I heard the comments about how she looked in the bonnet on her head, and just those silly comments, and talking about yeah, you know I could see how he could cheat on her because of that. I could, she's this and she's you know how she carries herself. I'm be honest with you how she dressed and how she all that as a dude i don't give a fuck about that about any of that what i saw and what i'm seeing again there's two ways you can read this uh, maybe I'm, I'm i'm you know i'm thinking about it from a couple of different levels here now if you want to sit back and kind of you know say that you know he really dogged her out um and you know you want to take that side and, and demonize him which you can what you're very free to do so. Even if you go that route, I still have to look at her as a low-level woman still, and not even because of how she's ki- not, not even how she's dressed, not even how she looks visually, because she's not an unattractive woman. It's the it's what she would put up with. She lit a motherfucker. She lit. She's letting a motherfucker dog her like that. She's willing to take a motherfucker back like that. Now, speaking from my own experience. I will tell you this. I. 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 I don't know if she's all that innocent. Again, I. I could. Again, I think this is a a lot. More, I mean, more. I think about it. I almost feel like this is kind of you know rigged, and this is kind of how they're supposed to kind of interact with each other in order for them to keep their views up, to keep their little status going. I'm telling you, you'd be surprised what people do. For money, you'd be surprised what they do with for the fame right now. I'm just saying. You know, they will drag themselves out like this is a ritual. They will drag this again, we can break these concepts down on this on this on this show if you really want me to. I can do it. We could take it we could I mean my discussion about the black you know, my discussion, my you know, Martin Lawrence discussion, you know, is gonna go into touching some of these, you know, esoteric type of things as well, but I mean, there's so there's so many levels I could take this to, but we're gonna keep it simple, because there's another guy out there that you know Derek Jackson is always being you know compared to or tied at the hip to, and you know and and the reason why I'm putting these guys together, because I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys are familiar with this guy Kevin Sangles. uh, image consultant, dating guru, of course the guy that you know will dog a woman we'll tell her that you're a one if she's really a one and all that whatever type of shit and of course derrick jackson is supposed to be the other end of that you know um the opposite side hey you're you're really a queen your man is the dog of course right and um it's funny because you're seeing you're seeing two different extremes um and two different sides of things and you know i'm going to tell you guys as this as young men and uh, actually, my, my advice is gender neutral. I, I think anybody can do this. So I'm not gonna ever say young, just young men or women, um, or single anybody out anymore. But people in general, um, you know, coming from somebody who's had to go through these situations, I've, I've, I've cheated on people. I've been the type to flirt. Okay, um, I've been cheated on, and you know, there's really no. Again, I my thing is if you truly are into somebody, you you really don't go that far. I think he took it to many different levels. He got really disrespectful with it. And again, I, I look at her as as a lower level person because she took that. Because of the fact that she's with him. And she I in my opinion I and I know I feel like she's known for a long time that this is who he is. And for her to kind of sit back and do that, that makes you lower value. And because the reason why I'm saying that is because when I was, when I was uh, putting up with certain things other women were doing to me, like I knew somebody was, I knew, I knew exes were talking to other dudes. I saw the pictures in their phone. I've seen, I've, I've seen pictures and instead of dumping somebody and leaving it like it was, who, who, guess who's calling them? It's okay. We can work it. My dumb ass. That made me a lower level. But I'm not supposed to go through that. No matter what I'm going through in my life. Okay. And I would sit back and say, well, maybe I might not get better. Maybe I might not get a better female. It's not about that. So you have to step out and, and in her. In my opinion, that's why I'm like, you know, it it could just be all a farce. It could be all bullshit. Because I, I'm sorry, if a man do you like that, I, I as a man, you should. I'm telling you, don't take another. Don't take that dude back. Man to woman, you know, don't do it woman i mean man to another man if a woman does that to you or your same sex lover whatever don't do it to yourself don't don't even waste your time that's a motherfucker who's disrespectful and he ain't got the nerves to have a review on it. he's reviewing it and of course like i said he's being compared to that guy kevin samuels and kevin samuels is on the other end he's telling women who they you know how he feels and you know there's this there's always that you know that that I'm a I'm a real man and I project this masculine entity and I'm I have money and will women want to see men and real men and masculinity? Listen, um, real women and women in general are gonna want what they want. I don't know what that is. I, it's everybody is different. Believe that. Trust me. Um, and just like every guy and you are not. There is no. Um, Again, as far as the alpha male, beta male, and, you know, who's right, who's simping, you're simping if you're not getting nothing back. If you are taking care of her, she's taking care of you, you're not a sucker. If you pay her cell phone bill because a few months ago she paid yours, hey, who gives a fuck? If you buy her a pair of red bottoms and two months later or two weeks later she buys you a pair of Jordans, that's, that's what's supposed to happen. You take her somewhere, you take, her, she takes you somewhere, that's fine. You know, um, but this whole concept, because you have, I mean, there's so many ways that people want to look at this dating and think, well, you have to take her and, and take advantage and, and t- well, not take advantage, but take control and be a, be a man. Listen, listen, I, I, I have taken, I have done that. Without even having to be, you know, having to be told that or this is what you're supposed to. I've done that naturally. I've made the decision to take somebody here. If you're wrong and they don't like where you took them, they're going to act like a kid. That's what happens. So, yeah, you can be the grown up and be a grown I'm going to take you here. and I'm going to take you there. And You take them to the wrong place. they are just going to look at you like you're a little. They're going to get a little pouty face. This is what these girls do. They're going to look at you with a little pouty face. And they're almost going to sit there and cry and make you change your whole fucking mind it's gonna fuck up your whole day you try that you, you gotta take them where they want to go and be right no this is why i say hey what would you like to do okay does it match with what i like to do okay if not i'll holla at you later it's not that hard it's a give and take it's not nobody's a boss you don't have to s- submit to her if you don't want to she doesn't need to submit to everybody say, well she naturally women want to submit they want somebody to take control listen i don't care At this point, I can control myself. I have enough self-control, self-discipline. I'm not worried about making an adult do something for me. If She doesn't know that I'm a good catch. if She does not know that I'm good for her or that we can be compatible. Then that's not important for me. I'm taking the time to improve myself. I've taken that time. You'd be surprised how far I've come. I don't brag about shit I just do the shit so I'm not interested in any and as far as all that goes guys I, I'm going to, the best advice that I can give to you is look for true connection with somebody doesn't matter you know how you guys connect it could be through the sports that you guys share the same thing that you like the same music you know try to find connections don't just try to get with somebody cuz they look good they got this they got something for you we're adults I know people don't want to hear this, but we got to take care of ourselves. I don't, this might be hard for a lot of people to understand, but I mean, I've, I, you know, the the term pull yourself up by the bootstraps, I'm pretty much doing that. So it's hard for me to look at somebody, whether we're in a relationship or we're supposed to just be dating quote unquote or whatever, for me to look at that person and say, well, let me just, let me just go out of my way to give you something. I got bills to pay. I'm sorry, Uh, man. I mean, men, modern men. You are not, again. You are not these women's father. Okay, women, modern women. You are not our mother. We do not take care of each other. We do not. We do not take care of each other when there's no reciprocation. What I mean is, we. Like I said. That came out wrong. We take care of each other. We don't just take care of somebody. Okay? If he's not working, I wouldn't date him. Okay? My credit score was terrible. I did not date. I'm not. I didn't date anyone. My credit score is a lot better, and I still don't want to date anyone (laughs) like that. It's not that it's not the biggest deal for me right now. But when you ain't got shit going on, don't focus on dating. That's one thing I could tell any man, woman, You know, it's it's not about what you project, it's really about what you got inside. I think um, some of Kevin's, you know, advice, a lot of these people's advice a lot of these different men groups, especially when you got you know, when they get into that masculine and they wanna push masculinity and all that, it's a projection. It's they're projecting to y'all what they think you guys wanna see as women. What they feel and again, you know, If you're dealing with surface level women, that's what you're going to get. Are we in a, he's, I mean, you know, comes from Mr. Samuel's mouth himself. We're in a competitive world. I think the world is competitive to an extent. I think, you know, if you stay in your lane, your life is going to develop in the way that you, the way that you make that out to be. You're going to find somebody that's going to work for you and work with you. Again, if you're a quality person, it's going to happen. You don't need to put out and project masculinity through your car, through your money, through your use of jewelry. You don't need to do that. Um, you and again, masculinity is just a word; it's an adjective. How do you? How do you dress? How do you? I mean, it, you know, Kevin Samuels and and guys like him—they're almost like the guard. that try to tell you, it's the clothes that make the man. When it's not the case, you can have all the. You can. and I've seen it. You can see what is. Ask me this. Ask I'ma tell you this. Warren Buffett goes into the strip club. Hypothetically speaking, right? He throws ones just like every other dude. You think he's getting live dances by the by by the hottest women, Yes, they not tripping. It don't matter. If you got what if you got if you if you have the if you have the if factor and, and all that is is comfortability within yourself see it's not it's not something you gotta be born with it's not something that you can't get it's already in you who you are is what's gonna get people to come to you I don't need game, I don't need to come off a certain way who I attract is what I put myself out there to get I haven't taken nothing seriously I and therefore I haven't gotten nothing serious to come back when I was serious in a relationship I, I had that did I always take that shit, you know, seriously? Did I take that shit for granted at times? Yes. That's why after three years, I had to leave that. I I had to walk away from my own personal shit to develop my own personal self. Because after three years, you think you'd be happy. You think you'd be ready to hit the next level and and go to other levels in your own life. And I wasn't. I was so too busy happy on trying, and so busy being intentful on trying to maintain that aspect of my life that other aspects of my life were falling apart. So I had to take that step back. Sure, I tried to date somebody after that. But by that point I had already I already knew what my destiny was. So when that fell, when that fell through, it was like, oh, I'm sad, but let me get some more motivation. And I did. I motivated myself and I picked myself up. Do I feel as though that I'm a catch? I always felt that way, but I always knew that there was ways that I could improve. I could always, you know, take care of my finances. I can always take care of my transportation. I can always take care of other things. My my health, my body, my fit. I can always take care of those things on my own time. And that's what I needed. That's what a lot of people need sometimes. You don't need to be bombarded with a whole bunch of women. You don't need to be a player. You don't, have, you don't need to have people hitting up your phone. You don't need to be... You know, trying to take somebody somewhere all the time, you know, and as a female, same thing. You, you don't need somebody to be taken care of. You need to go out, do it for yourself and understand the work that goes behind it and why it's important that you and why it's important uh, that you do for yourself. Because when you do for yourself, you also are more grateful for what others have to, have to do for you. When you look at when you look at the the receipts, you know. And, of course, there's, a, there's pretty girls that take care of themselves. And, that you know, they have no problem. I don't need anything from a man. And that's cool, too. No one's judging you. But I will tell you, I will tell you, guys, I will tell women this. The ones that's not asking, the ones that's not expecting, they get in abundance. And this is coming from somebody who hasn't always had the best of money, who hasn't always had, you know, access to, you know, all the other shit in life. But if you treated me well, I treated you well, and I spoiled you. So even, you know, so it, trust me, it, it goes, I mean, to to help out somebody and to take care of them, you get it back. A lot of people, I know a lot of women are scared to do that. A lot of men are the same way, but, you know, everybody's different. You, it's just all about taking your time with certain people and knowing who's not worth taking your time with. Derrick Jackson was foul for that, and your girl is not that not that cool either for taking you back y'all got some serious issues you know that it's and again she either is a vic- victim or she's riding on it on her own side and you know kind of playing her own little way her own little game so i'll be i would not be surprised if she had some type of uh, some type of affairs as well that's just me all right y'all i'm gonna take another quick break and we come back we will be having my eddie murphy discussion i will be breaking down uh just my view on the plight of black actors and what's going on and some more behind the scenes discussions. All right, y'all. I'll be right back promoting it and Martin had a stroke. He Almost died. And then after that, I saw him and I was like, oh my God, Martin. Are you okay? And he said, I got the best sleep I ever got in my life. It's how tough he is. So let me ask you this. What is happening in Hollywood? That a guy that tough will be on the street waving a gun, screaming, They are trying to kill me. Yeah. What's going on? Why is Dave Chappelle going to Africa? Why does Mariah Carey make a hundred million dollar deal and take clothes off on T R L? All right, y'all. I'm gonna wrap this up for tonight. I'm not gonna go super deep uh with this one, uh, but I wanted to shed a few thoughts and um the reason being was because, you know, this interview that I showed you This was um, Dave Chappelle, of course, and uh, this is an interview uh, that he did inside the Actors Studio. Uh, This was an old, well, I wouldn't say an old series, but a a series from back in the 2000s with this guy, uh, you know, again, he would sit back and, you know, um, interview all these different actors. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But um, this interview or this installment was very potent to me because I had, Seen this uh, a couple of different times. Like one time, I believe I saw it just um, when it originally came out. Um, so this was early 2000s, probably 2005, for something like that. And, you know, of course, this was right after Dave Chappelle had left, uh, assuming he came back. So maybe a little bit after that, something like that. But um, this interview always stuck out to me because um, I feel like for the first time, and, you know, in a lot, I mean, because again, I would go down. I mean, YouTube. You get a lot of different stuff on YouTube. You can look things up specifically, and I would I would catch these things later on. Uh, these little interviews later on, where these actors or these comedians, um, more notably, um, it'd be the Brothers, um, and they would they would go in on these different tangents and and really express these different problems and these issues that they were facing, and you because. And again, I think it really came in, I mean, I really learned to respect these guys a lot because of these situations, because, you know, you would see, you know, certain, you know, times or these certain behaviors from these guys, they'll go off and they act, you know, you go, they go off the hinges and this being, you know, of course, Martin Lawrence month, it, um, you know, of course, this was going to focus around him to an extent because it wasn't, it wasn't incident he had. Uh, way back in the day, and um, this is, uh, of course, what Dave, uh, what Dave Chappelle is referring to was on the set of Bruce Blue Streak, and uh, I did not know he had the stroke. I did not know this part, but um, I believe this was either in in between shooting for this, or uh, maybe it was Big Mama's house. And uh, there was another uh, situation in which Dave did mention where um, Martin was uh, happened to be running around southern california on a hot day i want to say in a in a a track suit or sweatsuit um almost like he's losing his mind you know waving the gun around they are trying to kill me and you know it stuck with me you know because i again i i heard that story before i saw this initial interview or at cnid's interview so I'm trying to figure out, you know, and I'm just, a, you know, still a young kid anyways. I probably wouldn't understand it, anyways, but you, you hear this information, you know, an older adult tells you. And you, you're hearing, or matter of fact, they're not necessarily even talking to you, you kind of maybe even overhearing that conversation. Because I don't think they would be telling you something like that, because you're not in the same age group. So I'm kind of thinking, okay, maybe I've ever heard it with some other adults, right? And you're trying to get in your head like, well, yeah, what is wrong with Martin? is he crazy, is there something wrong with him, so even then, I kind of thought about him, and I always, you know, hoped he was okay, because I never, again, this was before I even, you know, would come across these interviews, come across these accounts, again, we have Cat Williams, who goes really deep in his in his accounts of what he's seen, and what he's been through in Hollywood, and, um, you know, you, you look at it, you know, and, and, you know, again, like I kind of got the context again, when I saw this interview immediately, what I heard as a kid, it made context. I mean, it, it put everything to context. Um, there's a lot of pressure facing these guys, I feel. And, um, is it, is it the Hollywood monster that's doing it? Um, I think it's a combination of Hollywood. Yes. Um, I think they have, of course, there's a certain amount of control that they do have over their talent. Um, I do believe that there's ways that Hollywood tries to keep their talent under control through sex, drugs, um, just a stressful, probably work schedule. Uh, you even go back to the 19, I want to say 1930s, 40s, I believe it was the Step and Fetch It Dude. Um, there was this. Uh, brief documentary i saw about him and how he just would work all year long it was a period where he didn't really take any days off he would go from one set to the next set all in one day and and he'd just be putting out movies you know and you know they definitely work us and i feel the roles that they probably you know want to give us are not the best Um, We do hear about the trope of, you know, putting the black male in the dress and, you know, always trying to emasculate him. And again, before again, I I may offend offend somebody. Um, I, before anybody gets offended, before anybody, you know, wants to jump down my throat, I am not pro anything. I am for everybody being treated fairly from the get go so there is no extra oh i should get extra this or don't you feel like i need extra reverence or aren't you going to give me extra preference because of this there no there is none of that i'm not going disc- to i'm not discriminating against anybody to begin with so i'm not giving anybody any extra you know any extra pedestal okay now my issue with you know emas- emasculation is that we are promoting it, and it's to a point where I do feel like it's being forced. How people express themselves should naturally be coming to them through whatever stimuli is amongst them. That they need to be bombarded the message that we see on TV. No, it doesn't. Do we need to listen to it? And, and this is not just going, you know, against you know, effeminization of males, but also, you know, the. The sexualization of our women still, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not for that either, you know. Um, And again, homosexuality, what people do in the comfort of their own home, that's one thing. Um, But to take somebody, you know, who's, you know, again, this is acting, of course, but to take somebody who's not necessarily comfortable with a certain role and try to force them to be into that anyways, again that's what i have the problem with by all means if one of these men are openly gay or that's what they do they're cost dressed and again there's many black men that have done it that have no problem with it but i do find that it's that it's a trope it feels like amongst you know a lot of black actors um is that the biggest issue in the world though no no it's not Um, I, I, again, I, you, again, it's all about your, you know, where you lean. Cause there's many black people that'll tell you, you know, what the police do to us is not the biggest issue, but that is the biggest issue. How the media wants to project stuff. At the end of the day, you and I choose to watch the media. That's it. People are watching the media. They buy into it. That's what happens. So um do i believe that that is a serious issue <sighs> emasculation and and i think all that i think you have to realize that is mainstream i think at the end of the day if it bothers you that much you don't have to watch it um but i do think if we take it back to you know just the stress on the black men in general and just how they how hollywood does them um it's easy to see that there's obviously some type of toxicity there. If Dave Chappelle, if he's staring down a was it five hundred million or fifty million, whatever the money was from, whatever the money was from, you know, Comedy Central to bring back Chappelle's show, if he's staring down that much money, and he decides to move on and go to Africa. There is something that needs to be said there. Again. I don't know if it's the politics that they play. Again, I'm not an actor. I haven't I haven't signed your you know, I I you haven't seen me in a movie. You haven't seen me on TV. So all we can do is speculate. That's what all these different groups do. That's what all, you know, that's what, you know, the Illuminati, you know, conspiracy theorists are doing really. Cuz none of us are in those closed board meetings. We claim that they that's what we claim that you know, they're having some type of you know, there's there's groups of us that'll that will claim they're having these satanic rituals and these are all part of you know this society and that society and it could just be people just doing what the fuck they want to do we don't really know we really don't know it could just be people that's what people, what people want to do i don't know the problem is though <laughs> is that these guys are being affected by it and um you don't see it you know so much today you don't hear well no you still hear about these situations again you got nba young boy or one of those rappers just just got caught up they about to go to jail for for a long sentence we got bobby smurder just got released from prison because you know again he's still living in that lifestyle you got brothers who ain't again they don't leave certain lifestyles alone um but as but i definitely think what hollywood does is they they get off by by putting out certain images again um hollywood youtube anything mainstream you know you got to understand who's who's who who's who and who they putting their money into who's who who do, who's well known okay who are the content creators and who's behind them who's there who's their sponsors they all got sponsors your boy oh jamal ain't got a sponsor i just naturally got support from people okay i'm gonna probably be i'm gonna probably be grassroots for a very long time i i mean if i mean between me and you uh there might be play there might be times and places where i might want to you know take my voice acting talents to another level if i'm able to do so i might put myself in those ventures but Outside of that, I don't see myself being, you know, your corporate, you know, your corporate guy. It ain't, that ain't really me, you know. Um, there's many ways to look at this. I mean, this Hollywood monster has been around for a while. So we have to ask ourselves, if this is this something that we, you know, continuously want to, you know, support? You know, is this something that we want to join up and be a part of? You know, um, a lot of us want to have it both ways a lot of us want to say sit there and expose these these different things like for example we you know we all want to jump down um your boy um little nas for what he did knowing goddamn well we came up on three six mafia come on now knowing goddamn well two or three weeks ago girls was bumping coochie at the grammys really what are we mad about what are we what 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 ideals are we trying to have here what what are we trying to eliminate? What are we trying to demonize here, really? I mean, is it is? I mean, if you ask me, it's a it's a little bit too late for a lot of stuff for for a lot of y'all to really come in and start judging something or, to, uh, again, uh, now uh, you know, Hollywood is is a weird place. I mean, this is what we're seeing. I mean, it could be some weird stuff, but again, I ain't there. I I made I'm not I haven't been in a in a, I haven't been in a major a ma- major budget film. So I don't know what goes on at those press parties. I ain't been on the couch on the casting couch. These are stories that we're hearing. We don't really know till we get there. And as far as I know at the end of the day um until until there's a lawsuit that's, you know, that's on the rise or some some money that t- that could be had. A lot of that stuff people are consenting to do too. So um as much as i look at hollywood i look at the people as well the actors and you know the people involved as well it's a production i mean a lot of this stuff again i'm not gonna say that um you know what mike i'm sorry what what uh sorry what eddie murphy went through what Chappelle went through whatever psychological stresses they're going through I-, I can imagine uh chapelle talked uh, on oprah about you know, about how he was forced almost to wear a dress in Blue Streak. Um, He talked about that. He talked about how he had an issue with that, where he started to have these issues with how Hollywood wanted to use his talent. I totally get that. You don't want to be a trope. You want to be, you know, the character. You want to be who you want to be. Um With that being said, I mean they control what we see. (laughs) So, um, it's a very difficult, it's a very difficult slope and it's just unfortunate. I'm glad that over time, Martin has gotten his you know, his, his mind, right. He hasn't had those episodes, but, um, I can see the the stress of it all. Uh, maybe they were sending people out to get him. I don't, I wouldn't know why they would, to be honest with you. um, but that's the way it is. And and you know, and some people, I mean, they have those moments where they break. Um, like Dave Chapel said, like, you know, Mariah Carey was taking off her clothes on T R L. You know, it's a wild game. I you know, and when some people they they actually have, you know, traumas and abuses that they have suffered. a lot of these people they've been rich and they've been in the music business or the, the, the acting business since they were kids. So there's a lot of stuff that they still gotta you know they still sift them through for a long time um a lot of different stuff that they've seen um but again with that being said, I'm gonna reiterate you and I haven't been to those parties yet. <laughs> maybe one day you and I get rich or we we get to be on a major t v show or a major movie a major you know motion picture and, and we can go to those parties and you can tell us. You can come tell me, and I'll, and I'll do my best to tell us, tell y'all here on the podcast. But uh, I, we really, truly don't know. Um, it could just be a lot of personal demons that people got that they really resolve too. There's a lot of factors that people got to look into this stuff. Um, but Hollywood is—I mean, I as—I mean, again, from what I mean, if we're looking at it from the outside, it's definitely toxic. It's probably not the most healthy place. It's probably not the most healthy work environment. I will tell you that. All right, y'all. I'm going to call it a wrap for tonight. As far as what else I got going on this week, of course, we have the Elite Eight. We have to finish up for college basketball. I probably will be back for that tomorrow night. I am working on my final uh, review. Uh, it's actually not a review, uh, but we are going to be wrapping up uh, Martin Lawrence Month with another discussion. I uh, will be putting this on YouTube. Uh, but it will be going back to relationships. Of course, we are talking about a thin line between love and hate. So I wanted to talk about the movie uh, just to an extent and also relationships kind of in general. Um, yeah, some more of some more what we talked about. Maybe we touch up some more on um, some Mr. Kevin Samuels or Derek Jackson again. Maybe we get deeper into what Big Tau is and the red peel and all that is. And a little bit about how more I feel about Yeah, modern feminism, we'll talk about that too In that discussion as well Um, And as far as this week I mean, that's all I could think of Oh, of course we have opening day for the MLB That's coming up, so we will be breaking that down That'll be Thursday So look out for me uh, Wow, Uh, I mean, I gotta Like I said before, I gotta uh, get my schedule together And make sure I'm putting this out You know, with a a good amount of time So that's the main thing we're working on here At least on my end So uh, thank you for, you know course taking the time out to listen uh this will be a a very busy week for me and uh, like i said you will be hearing from me tomorrow uh tomorrow night um if you are going to get in touch with me you can follow me on instagram at ljamal 791 e-l-j-a-m-a-h 791 i also have a facebook page for the show as well at never out of bounds also be sure to uh subscribe or check out the youtube as well uh never out of bounds of course same name Alright, y'all. I'm signing out for tonight. I'll holler at y'all later.